Welcome to Truth is Stranger Than Fiction. Here's the guy who asks all the right questions. Your host, Ralph DeLugas. Hello, welcome to our show this week, everybody. You are on the Loving Liberty Network. I am your humble truth-seeking host, Ralph DeLugas. And this is Truth is Stranger Than Fiction. Um, we have got... I've got three hours worth of stuff probably I'd like to talk about this week. Um, so I'm not going to spend much time on the current. Current. Uh, a lot of times we like to review the past week in science um, articles that have come out in the various uh, mainstream medias and, and talk a little bit about truth. But we're not going to do that too much this week. I want to talk about something called torsion fields, um, which... It'll be no surprise to any of you that it is an ether, uh, divine matrix sort of uh, propagation. It's the power by which all of the uh, secret spaceships fly around at uh, incredible – I don't like to say faster than light because I'm very skeptical of that whole term. Um, but faster – they can accelerate to infinite speeds basically. Um, and this is a scientific uh, fact that's been known to – what I like to call uh, 2.0 science or the, the secret science, the good science, uh, the science that we're not taught. This has been known for 100 years since 1919 when Roosevelt classified all electric experimentation, all energetic propagation, radio waves, all of that. Uh, by his declaration, this was when he was secretary of Navy, um, they ha the, all such experimentation must go through RCA, the, the Radio Company of America, later uh, through GE as well. But this has all been going on for a very long time. Um, really briefly, I'd like to talk about uh, – this is the Loving Liberty Network, and I, I think sometimes I, I'm just in awe. As I, as I listen to people around me the other day, I, at my church, sometimes I hear people say how grateful they are to – to live in a free country and that they have liberty. And I just want to jump up and scream, where do you live? And, and is there room for me there? Because it just, it's baffling that we all feel like we're so free. Um, if you think about, and, and this all boils down to money, you guys probably know this story, but I, just real briefly for those that may not be as familiar with it. Yes, we live under government tyranny and yes, we're taxed to death and regulated to death. Um, but that's only a part of the problem. The real problem is central banks, the Federal Reserve, and the, the money systems, which have been on Earth going all the way back to Cain, probably long before that. Cain was the first banker on Earth, the first maker of money, which is actually where we went wrong. There shouldn't be money. Um, honestly, and I know this might hurt somebody, some people's ears, but capitalism may not be as great as we all think it is. It's actually part of how they keep us controlled. And, you know, is it better than socialism? Well, yeah, it's just varying degrees of slavery, to be real honest. You think about a young man gets married and he, he uh, him and his bride shove off into the ocean of life. What's the first thing they got to do? They got to buy a house, right? So they get a job. They're working their fanny off. They save a few bucks. They go to the bank. They're able to borrow, what, say, $300,000, right? What is three hundred thousand dollars buy today, Brian? Like a, like a twelve hundred square foot condo with a, a one car garage that's big enough for a Prius and a mountain bike, right? So they they get their home and they start their family, 
and the bank gives them a piece of paper that says three zero zero comma zero zero three hundred thousand dollars and they take that piece of paper and they give it to the person selling them a home and then they basically spend their whole adult life earning real dollars which really isn't that much more real than the piece of paper that they got but this this bank that gave them three hundred thousand dollars they don't have three hundred thousand dollars there's not like anything of merit anything tangible there's nothing backing up that piece of paper other than we believe it's worth something so it is right so you spend your whole life and i spend my whole life earning a house payment which is probably one of our biggest bills unless you own a business then it's taxes and we give the bank back what six hundred thousand nine hundred thousand that's the first problem here's the next problem you go to the bank and you borrow Money for a car, another $30,000 or whatever, right? One for you and your wife. So you always have a house payment. You always have a car payment. You're constantly earning money, which is worth nothing, to pay a bank back, which gave you a piece of paper, which is worth nothing. Um, but it gets worse than that. You're also paying for electricity, which you shouldn't be paying for because there's more energy around us in this world than there is water or anything else. But it's part of this little matrix rat rat wheel that we run in so you pay for uh, fossil fuels which is a term i hate using because gasoline doesn't come from fossils but let's just for so everybody knows what we're talking about fossil fuels we're paying for gas we're paying for for our, our, our utility bills right and then you add taxes on top of that have i not pretty much covered almost every penny that we make right so we're going to work every day working all day some of us 10 12 hours right six days a week hopefully you're taking the sabbath day off um to give all of our money to the kingdom so how is it we're free how is it we're not slaves i don't know i uh i have a hard time considering myself free we do have some freedoms for which i'm grateful i uh look forward to the day that perhaps we will be entirely free as our founders envisioned but anyway with that model in mind i want to talk about how this relates to science Science, I think, matters so much more than we realize. From the energy that we don't understand to matter, health, wellness, we're lied to every day. You know, big pharma, we all know what a racket that is. Uh, health, health and psychological wellness. Uh, taking a pill, to be real honest with you, should be your very, very, very last option. Now, if I get in a car wreck and I have a compound fracture and I have bones sticking out the side of my leg, please take me to a hospital. I want, I want to... I want a doctor to do surgery and fix me, right? I'm not saying it's all bad, but unfortunately, so much of it is. Um, so much of we is what we consider mainstream science is essentially the shackles uh, that are, we are bound by to ensure that the elites uh, manage to keep their power and wealth for many, many generations. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about... Um, my good friend Brian Hyde sent me an article this week, and I want to talk about it. I'm going to start with just a couple uh, examples of, uh, of some articles that I um, saw this past week. Uh, ancient gas. I'm just going to read the titles and comment briefly because we got some cool things to talk about. We want to talk about Middle Earth today, uh, a few other really exciting things. Those of you that think uh, I'm not talking, I think Hollow Earth is another one of those things that they've completely hijacked and made into some kooky nonsense like flat earth or whatever. Tesla believed in hollow bodies. He believed all of them had to be hollow. Uh, many, many other great thinkers, including Faraday and so forth, 
Even Einstein uh, knew this to be a fact. Of course, today we're taught differently. Um, this article in uh, Carnegie Science, oh goody, my favorite, ancient gas cloud reveals that the universe's first stars formed quickly. Uh, here we're talking about that, that these scientists are looking at stars far away and they're looking at stars that are 9 billion years old because of how far away they are, right? Just think about that for a minute. Next article. Clemson scientists further refine how quickly the universe is expanding. Briefly from the article, uh, wielding state-of-the-art technologies and techniques, all of which, by the way, they don't mention, um, a team of Clemson University astrophysicists have added a novel approach to quantifying one of the most fundamental laws of the universe. Baloney. Fundamental laws of the universe. Nonsense. Um, Okay, let's not talk about the climate change. I'm going to stay away from that today. Uh, Alma observes counterintuitive flows around a black hole. Listen to this. This blows my mind. Um, at the center of a galaxy called N NGC 1068, a supermassive black hole hides. They're always hiding, right? These elusive supermassive hiding black holes with a thick donut-shaped cloud of dust and gas. Basically, summarizing this article, they have observed counter-rotation. Counter-rotation is a uh, property of a Birkeland current. This is a proven fact. Um, think of opposition in all things. When energy flows, the, uh, the dielectric around it is, is a field uh, expanding out in concentric rings. These rings counter-rotate it. You can see this in a, a water bridge between two energetic beakers. In the water, we have counter-rotation. Counter-rotation should be expected. But, this article says, unexpectedly, they found counter-rotating disks. The inner disk spans blah, 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 light years, whatever. We did not expect to see this because gas is falling into the black hole, and it would normally spin around it in only one direction. How do they know that, right? Something must have disturbed the flow because it isn't impossible for the part of the disk to start rotating backward all on its own. You know, I'm continually surprised that these guys are surprised. Only these guys could be could be proven wrong again and again and again, and their response is always, oh, this is intriguing. This is fascinating. We're still not wrong. Such dribble. Okay, we're going to run up against the break. We are going to talk briefly about one more article and then get on to some exciting stuff. Giants, uh, Lincoln, who actually saw Giants and how he's included it in some of his talk, talks. I'm talking about Abraham Lincoln. This has been around a very long time. We're going to dive in after the break. Welcome back, everybody, after that very short break. I promise you it will be well worth the wait. Uh, I am your humble host, and your on truth is stranger than fiction. We are uh, just quickly going over a few uh, articles, um, uh, NASA, that I've, I found that I really find so interesting that they are always surprised. They're always wrong because this model is a made-up lie. Uh, all of the fundamental laws, like Big Bang, evo Darwinian evolution, uh, dark matter, so many of these things are complete made up, 
deliberately made up nonsense. I guess I should throw in there in my opinion. To me, these are a fact, but I should say in my opinion, because I certainly don't want to be sued by the National Science Foundation, but another article, Counter-Rotation in Galaxies. This is in physics.org, probably the most widely respected um, physics uh magazine or whatever in the world counter-rotating twin uh, disks in ncg 4500 uh striking kinetic properties impossible under our, our current model something has interfered with the uh disks and caused one to counter-rotate something has interfered with the disks yeah whatever okay i'm gonna just maybe one or two more um Super massive. You know what? That's probably enough. I want to talk briefly about an article that Brian sent me um, that I can't seem to find, so I'm going to paraphrase it. But uh, and this is interesting because I, gosh, when was this? 2015. I went to a, an organization I really like, Ben Davidson, uh, the Suspicious Observers. He has a, a yearly comp conference that some pretty heavyweight scientists, real scientists, come to. I've there's NASA scientists that come to this. The he head of the uh, Solar Observatory in Hawaii, uh, Dr. Joan Burkpile comes to this, Dr. Robitaille, the inventor of, who, who by the way, Dr. Robitaille, great scientist. Uh, he has a channel called Sky Scholar, all of it very solid. This guy is, is the man that invented the uh, MRI machine. Um, he's definitely a plasma physicist and good guy. <coughs> anyway, all these, all these people come to it. And I remember we got into a bit of a heated argument with Dr. Uh, Burkpile in one of the uh, – in one of the uh, sessions, Q&A sessions, about how she just can't understand how people say that the gravity model is flawed when it's proven, it's been, it's been accepted for so long, and it's just crazy to me because these intergalactic currents. Now, now, real briefly, we have power that comes from the center of the uh, of our um, galaxy. We can see any time, and this is a natural law. Try to remember this because this explains so very much. Um, Anytime energy flows, that is to say a current, anytime a current flows, we have magnetism. This is, an, this is an eternal law. This is a law that cannot be broken. There are no recorded exceptions ever. Well, you might say, well, gosh, Ralph, what about a magnet? I can see a magnet has, uh, has magnetism, but I can touch it. There's no current there. This is where the law of hysteresis comes in. Uh, that is uh, where... Uh, the cause and the effect don't necessarily have to happen at the exact same time, right? No magnet has ever been formed without a massive current flowing first through it. Thus, some elements can exhibit this magnetism for a long period of time afterwards. Uh, some more than others, the uh, rare earth minerals like in your N52 neodymians, we don't really know how long they'll stay magnetized. Some, some have said maybe 100 years, maybe hundreds of years no one's been around long enough to test it. But anyway, magnetism and the dielectric are inseparable. So we see these uh, magnetic fields flowing from the center of our galaxy to the stars. The stars are forming like Christmas lights on a string because they are powered by these currents, right? Well, the galaxies also form um, on these intergalactic currents. This has been known for dozens and dozens of years. And uh, this article, which I believe was, was it Motherboard? Um, announces this amazing, intriguing discovery that that um, these galaxies are all uh, connected. 
And it's just absolutely mind-blowing to me that throughout this article, they still talk about the gravity universe. Gravity is a word that you should probably just forget. There is no such thing as gravity per se. It's just, it's just a crappy word they made up to describe an effect of the electromagnetic to um, kind of a uh, – Kind of like Ohm's law. Ohm's law works, but it's not. It doesn't describe what's really happening, just as gravity doesn't. We have a massive current coming through the Earth, and this is going to tie into the Middle Earth, which we'll talk about shortly. Um, a massive current going through the Earth. How do we know this? Well, we can measure it. We can see it. Look at the auroras, right, in the northern and southern hemispheres. You can see this massive power coming in. It causes our poles, our north pole and our south pole. Magnetism has never occurred, never will occur without energy flowing, right? So we have massive power flowing through our Earth, creating a powerful magnetic field. And this magnetic field holds us down. We might say, well, Ralph, I'm not made of iron. I'm not attracted to a magnet. You might be surprised to uh, learn that actually, yes, you are. Uh, your ferrous metals, your irons and other such carbon alloys and so forth that have higher iron content, they are more affected. But that doesn't mean come by the, uh, the secret laboratories here at the Loving Liberty Network, and we'd be happy to show you what an N52 magnet, just a one-inch diameter one, does to aluminum, does to copper, does to even water. All things are affected by electromagnetic force, right? So that's kind of a deep rabbit hole to dive down. So anyway, that's what powers our universe. And um, you'll never read that in a science book anywhere. Our kids aren't taught that because we are instead taught – I like to look at it like this. We have the accepted science, right? These are the things that are taught you know, to fortify the shackles that keep us tied down so that we never question why we should pay. We should be grateful to pay all the money that we pay our rip-off power companies, right, which are basically government-owned and controlled. Um, maybe not fully government controlled, but they're definitely owned by the big banks and controlled by the entity that the big banks control that we call the federal government, the state governments, and so forth. We get so hopped up. I mean, I, I, I can't stand. My head's going to explode if I hear Adam Schiff say one more thing. Irrelevant. You know, even if they impeach Trump, and of course I hope they don't, it really isn't going to make that much difference. Our, our, our shackles are going to be just as tight, and we're going to be trudging along in the same matrix, whoever's in power. We can't count on Trump to save us. It's up to us to save us. Um, so anyway, uh, you got this – you got two – Right around the 19th century, we, we took, a, took a hard hard turn. Uh, the elite started to and, – and, you know, and these guys have been around forever, but that's when they started to really realize that there's, there's a whole field. And it kind of ties in with the ancient civilizations, which they've also tapped into. But um, on one hand, you have these uh, – what they teach in the mainstream. On the other hand, you have all this super, super secret science uh, that they keep to themselves. Uh, the, the cabal keeps uh, – they have crafts. They have flying craft, which many have seen. And it's interesting to me that they're starting to let more and more of this out. They have flying craft so advanced it makes a jetliner look like a horse and buggy. Um, the, the Medical Act of 1936, ensuring the Rockefeller wealth, big pharma, will keep us hooked on pills that seldom work. And, uh, and they also banned any treatments such as uh, – electromagnetic treatments and so forth, making that illegal. Um, these elites have reverse engineered ancient technology, which we're going to talk about after the break. And they use this top technology to build their cities, to uh, 
to glut themselves. That's why you hear of things like, oh, who is that secretary of state that ran for president that I can't stand? That's married to the Hines, whatever his name is. Um, and you, you hear of all these folks going to uh, uh, Antarctica. Are they just there making ice sculptures? What are they doing down there in Antarctica, right? Um, anyway, we're going to run up against the break. Uh, but suffice to say that they they have moles in all the universities. They skim the best and brightest from all the top universities. Uh, they use these to further their own agenda, their own technology, and they keep teaching you and our kids this garbage science, um, which is based on total lies. It sounds a little bit hopeless, but you know what? There is hope. And um, I like what Neil Maxwell said, searching for life's answers in the world is like reading a phone book and searching for the plot. The answers aren't on Fox News, they're not on CNN. They're inside our own minds, our own hearts, and in our world around us. And we are going to talk about these great things after the break. Everybody, welcome back. Um, sorry for all that negative energy. Sometimes I get a little angry at the uh, at the rubbish that we're taught. Even uh, it really doesn't matter. Some of us might think. I know I've I've had my kids in uh, one of the national chain private schools. This will be our last year because I finally realized they're not taught any better. Really, it's nice that they don't teach Marxism light, right? It's nice that they may perhaps not teach gender fluidity. But uh, those aren't really the biggest problem, to be honest with you. It's this other garbage. This, My son's in a private school that has it, the founding fathers hanging on all of its walls, um, teaches in history, in human history, that we came from Neanderthal that eventually started Oonga out of his cave and stopped clubbing women on the head and actually started making tools. And it's garbage. It's rubbish. And they know it. Um, so anyway, I want to talk about how they know it. Um, I want to quote just a few, and I wish we had more time to, to, to delve into this, but these ancient builder civilizations, which I think most of you are starting to come around to, uh, that man didn't, man isn't at his pinnacle today. He has definitely risen much higher than where we're at today. Um, some of these older ones, there, there's a, a quote I want to talk about from Lincoln. I, I have a friend who was interviewing uh, a gentleman who in my opinion, was probably deliberately let out of the secret space program and allowed to talk because the things he's talking about, if they didn't want him to talk about, like he would be around, right? He'd be, he'd be Clinton suicided or whatever you want to call it. Um, so it's interesting to me that he's out here talking. I, I take a lot of it with a grain of salt, but some of it I know to be true because, well, because I know it's to be true. I think the best thing you can do is stay close for once, start your day on your knees, stay humble, stay teachable, and listen with your heart because you are far more powerful. If we had any idea how powerful our hearts and our brains, and our heart is actually where true frequency, emotion, thinking uh, comes through. Our brain is more of the interface. But we can. Uh, truth has a resonance that you can learn to pick out if you're humble and not contentious and so forth. But anyway, uh, Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, uh, 
I want to talk about a, a mound in, I believe it's in the Ohio Valley. And these things are everywhere. They're all over the world. I've seen, I've seen uh, videos. Our cabal never lets them out. They, they have a whole floor at the Smithsonian where they keep all these giants and all of their armor and so forth. But Turkey, Russia, India, these things are found everywhere. And there have been some, some video that has leaked out from Turkey and Russia of some of these uh, ancient giants. Uh, this guy, his name, let, let's call him Charlie, uh, talks about touring. He was an empath that was employed. That, that's a long story. Let's just suffice it to say he was an empath that was uh, recruited by the by the uh, by dark ops, DARPA, whatever you want to call him. And his whole life, he's worked within the the government's not the government, the the elite secret space program. And as part of it, they would take him to some of the sites so he could interface with some of the crystals, see what, if he could, could derive any information. And he talks about this, and I can't say for a fact that this is all true, but to me it seems like it's about right. Um, and in the one of these uh, mounds, uh, you go down a corridor, and then you go up upon a raised level, and you look down upon a burial site. And some of these were uh, like cryogenic chambers, and there have actually been some of these found still functioning. There is technology, and, and don't think of technology like our technology, like like the iPad or the iPhone in your hand. That's actually really – I think that's kind of repugnant te technology, to be honest with you. I think there's far better. But these guys uh, were able to uh, – they used uh, uh, clear glass pads that they could in, – in my religion, I think we'd call that a, a Urim and Thummim, uh, such type devices, higher technologies. And they were actually – able to tap the energy around them to uh, not per se freeze their bodies, but to keep them in a, a semi-undeteriorated state, okay? So anyway, in this burial site, there was a little a little uh, uh, inscription on the wall of all the people that had been here. And this guy said there was many notables, one of which was Abraham Lincoln. So this has been around for a long time. Um, kind of interesting. Let me give you a couple quotes that I know of. And I've heard there are many more, but we won't go too far into it. But in a in a, a speech given at Niagara Falls, Lincoln is uh, uh, said, "quote The eyes of that extinct species of giants, whose bones fill the mounds of America, have gazed on Niagara as our eyes do now." And a lot of people say, "Oh, he, he means the giants that have gone before us, like Washington." Um, I don't know. The eyes of the extinct species of giants? It's kind of a weird thing for Abraham Lincoln to say, right? There's a lot of things, a lot of cases like this. Um, there's no question that there were giants that roamed our land, ancient civilizations. For me, I've often struggled reconciling this to what I know to be true about Adam and Eve. Some of this doesn't seem like it would fit in the time. Um, in 6,000 years, I can't say for sure. But um, let's talk a little bit about um, many of you. Many of you have heard about. You know, let me just get this out of the way. Um, Zacharias Sitchin. Um, this this same individual who was a secret ops space program guy that got out. Another really interesting account of a tour of Middle Earth. Um, I have to admit, and don't think I'm too crazy for saying this. When I look at all the evidence, including what Tesla said about hollow. Uh, 
hollow bodies that they must be somewhat hollow inside. I don't know that it's a perfect shell or maybe just porous like a piece of Swiss cheese. I can't say. I don't know. But when I look at all the evidence, all the people that have been there that have nothing to gain, everything to lose, and that are basically, you know, they, they don't get paid for coming out and saying what they saw in the center of the earth. Guys like uh, Ron White and uh, Admiral Byrd and so forth. This guy's another another gentleman, and to me it is so interesting. He, he um, went down there. He ended up uh, having a little conversation with the council. We'll talk about this more in, in the future, but I do want to talk about one point because I know there are a lot of people that have been sucked into this Anunnaki thing, right? Um, according to Sitchin, Zacharias Sitchin, uh, interpreter of the Sumerian tablets, he says that these ancient Sumerian tablets say that the Anunnaki came to Earth whatever long ago, 10,000 years ago, whatever. Um, they genetically made a humanoid, which were called the Ad Adamu. Uh, and the, these Adamu were uh, employed or forced by the Anunnaki to harvest gold or to mine gold. And these eventually became Adam of biblical fame. Uh, there are, I know, doc, uh, Dr. Dan Winters of Cal Poly. I've heard many reputable scientists who actually like to listen to a lot of the, their theories on stuff, but believe this hook, line, and sinker, that Adam came from uh, the Adamu, which came from the Anunnaki, who genetically engineered us out of a Petri dish, right? Um, according to these people, which in my honest opinion, th these people had Saturn amulets, they had Saturn symbols on their, on their a uh, lot of their structures. Uh, when he went and communed with them, he had to wash in a, in a ceremony that sounded really familiar to me. He had to put on a white robe, had to put on some different shoes, and was in uh, communed with these guys or talked to them, had this little meeting in the, you know, like a, a little foyer area of this massive, what they called a temple. He wasn't allowed to enter, but he had to be somewhat cleansed just to even come into this area. So many things of this sounded so familiar to me. Um, and this uh, this good lady who he talked to said, first of all, the, the Zacharias uh, Sitchin stuff, and, th and they were very aware of what we have going on up here. They can monitor our uh, our internet. They had a lot of our books. Um, these people have amazing technology, very similar to uh, the spacecraft that we know the dark ops have, the, the government secret craft. And uh, there we go again. It's not really government per se. It's the elite secret craft. They absolutely these are these are craft that fly on torsion fields, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. So, so maybe I sound a little less crazy, but this is absolutely a real thing, and I think it's because they reverse engineered technology that they've gotten from folks like this. Anyway, uh, this lady says the Anunnaki is completely made up. It's a corrupt and false teaching by what you call the Illuminati, and of course she's talking to this agent, and this Illuminati has had Zacharias Sitchin basically cook all this stuff up. To me, that seems about right. The Anunnaki making man absolutely does not. Some lizard dude making man. We're, we're sons and daughters of uh, Elohim, uh, the God of heaven. Uh, so I, I think it was interesting to hear his story. We're going to talk about this a lot more in a coming episode, the things he saw down there in Middle Earth, which fits so closely to Olaf and some of these other people that have uh, had glimpses of this. I would very much like a tour. Haven't seen it, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna tell you. I believe this. You make up your own mind. Definitely fun stuff to ponder and look at. They had animals down there. They had giant cats like saber-toothed tigers, animals that she said uh, were extinct up here. They have preserved down there. 
Uh, the, these Saturn uh, symbols that were everywhere, uh, he drew up a sketch, and I don't know. Um, actually, we're going to run against the break, so we'll talk a little bit more about Saturn, what it means as a religious symbol, and uh, torsion fields and how spacecraft fly after the break. Okay, everybody, welcome back. Uh, you are on the Loving Liberty Network. We're going to dive right into it. We were talking a little bit about um, Middle Earth, uh, the latest guy who's come forward to say he's been there, a uh, uh, former I believe he, I don't know if he's former or not, but a, a, a secret space program uh, empath. I uh, believe he goes by Corey Good. I've seen his videos here and there. Um but anyway, it was really interesting to me. He talks about uh, that they wore – not all of them, but like the leaders wore an amulet, a, a pendant with Saturn on it. There was a lot of Saturn and other symbols, which I found very interesting. To me, I like to believe – and this is totally my opinion – that these may perhaps be some of the uh, lost tribes that we know went to the north and disappeared from the face of the earth. Um, I think at least in part, these are some of those people and the symbols that a lot of these guys see fits so well in that. Um, those that are members of the same church as me, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, may know the stories of when the pioneers first came to this valley and they uh, drew up a man named Truman Angel, drew up uh, all of the uh, – architectural drawings for the Salt Lake Temple. Originally, and, and there is a Saturn stone on it now, but it doesn't look like Saturn, like what we're familiar with, uh, with the rings and so forth. Originally, the original drawings, and I've actually seen these drawings. A friend of mine is an ancestor of his, and they, they have copies of it. I've also seen pictures from the church vaults. Um, but, and we have no good explanation other than one comment. Uh, but anyway, up, uh, on the top, the, the capstones, I guess you'd call it, and because it's very high on the temple, in my opinion, it was very important or very lofty, right? Um, temple has so much, at least this particular temple in, in the town I live in, has so much symbolism on it for uh, stellar symbols and, and so forth. But at the top of each capstone of each you know, there, there's raised uh, columns that go run around the, the temple, probably, I don't know, maybe a half dozen on each side. But the, the capstone of the rim all the way around, um, the original drawing had uh, a carving of Saturn, exactly like what we see it today. Exactly well, exactly as this guy uh, explains that all these guys had carved it. And what's the significance of Saturn? I've looked and looked and looked as to, first of all, why Saturn was so prominent in um, the original drawings of the Salt Lake Temple and why it was removed. I've only been able to find this as to why it was removed. Uh, then church leader brother, uh, President Brigham Young, uh, asked that it be removed. And he said because he uh, – because the faith of the saints needs to be tried. Now, I have no idea what that means. That's all I've ever been able to find on it. But what I can say is when you look back – at people, uh, real scientists like Emmanuel Velikovsky, who, by the way, worked closely with Albert Einstein. I don't think Albert Einstein is near the deceptionist and the bad guy that, that a lot of us have, have kind of made him out to be. They have absolutely stolen his work and, and rewritten it. This stupid picture of a black hole that they held up and said, we've proved Einstein's legacy is fulfilled with this picture nonsense. Einstein's legacy wasn't black holes. I, I don't believe he even 
He may have postulated it in the same way J.J. Thompson postulated an electron as a thought experiment, like a Faraday flux tube that Michael Faraday postulated as a way to kind of get your head around the process. And they've taken that and they said J.J. Thompson invented an electron, which is nonsense. He didn't invent no electron. Nobody has seen an electron to this day. So do they exist? I don't know. I can tell you there's no proof that they do exist. Anyway, I don't want to uh, divulge. Emmanuel Velikovsky uh, uh, did a lot of work, and I've seen so many other things. You look at all the ancient uh, texts that worship Saturn. Saturn is a god. The Earth used to be, and uh, Donald Scott from Electric Universe, Dr. Scott, he talks a lot about this. There is so much evidence that I, I think we can conclusively say Saturn used to be a brown dwarf for whatever reason. We were capped. We uh, got captured by the sun as well as Saturn. But in the uh, early days of Earth's history, we orbited Saturn within its biosphere, I guess, if you will. And uh, so it, the Earth was much more temperate, which would explain the longer lifespan, the much greater growth, the giant of it, giantant, the giantism. Would that be the right word? Uh, vegetation, all all life on Earth used to be much bigger and much more temperate. Um, so I, I think we absolutely were uh, a moon or uh, a satellite of Saturn, which would explain a lot. Uh, anyway, uh, we're going to run out of time. So I want to talk a little bit about torsion fields. Uh, and this is to me, this is so funny. You know that it's important when you look at things like Wikipedia. And I don't trust me to look at Wikipedia for any teaching. But when you Google well, I, I duck, duck, go up, but either way, it's probably dribble. Uh, torsion field, that right underneath it in big letters, it says pseudoscience. It claims a spin-spin interaction can be transmitted through space and cause things to speed up faster than the speed of light. It goes on to say how Einstein proved that impossible. He did not. Uh, then it says this theory is the basis of a number of unfounded claims and scams. The National Science Foundation says very similar things. So when the liars say it's a lie, does that make it a truth? I don't know. Let's talk about where torsion field comes from. Oh, no, I've lost my freaking page. Um, a man named Dr. Nikolai Kozirev. This is a Russian scientist. Brief history, uh, Russian scientist Nikolai Kozarev was considered a prodigy. In 1925, at age 17, he published his first scientific paper focusing on astrophysics and the atmosphere of the sun and stars. It was met with great acclaim. At age 20, he graduated with a double PhD from the University of Leningrad, that's their top university, with a, a PhD in physics and mathematics, by 28, he held the Dean Colleger, the, the chair of their physics department and astronomer. So this guy is a genius, right? Uh, to the science uh, community at large, this promising young physicist um, was an upcoming star. Unfortunately, uh, while Korja, I'm going to butcher his name, Nikolai, let's call him, was enjoying success, Joseph Stalin came to power in the Soviet Union, and he was very much threatened by scientists who he perceived were independent thinkers. We always, those independent thinkers, you always got to watch out for those guys, right? He was concerned that they would see through his propaganda program. Hmm, that's kind of interesting. To prevent this, and uh, I, I think the difference between this and our society is they troll all the universities and they, they cherry pick those that they think are the best and brightest. And those guys get jobs at DARPA 
and their lips are sealed. And so they, they, they didn't use they don't use concentration camps. They use a different thing. Stalin used concentration camps. He was concerned that these uh, independent thinkers would see through his propaganda program. To prevent this, in 1936, he arrested them all, sent them to concentration camps. Nikolai was among those imprisoned. There wasn't anything for him to do during these long 11 years that he spent in camps except for observe, meditate, and think. Now, can I pause really briefly? I don't think there's a better way we can learn, to be real honest with you, than to observe, meditate, and think. To me, this is science. This is what's missing from the dribble that we're taught today. Supercomputers showing this and that. What, what nonsense, right? What is a supercomputer? Uh, it's not science. Um, so anyway, he had nothing to do but observe, meditate, and think. When you take a really smart guy that has nothing to do but observe, meditate, and think, great things happen. So I'm going to have to kind of summarize this. Um, he was enthralled watching bacteria grow. He noticed the patterns in the spirals and the, the, the spirals and the fractility that they grew in. He also concluded that the spiraling energy and growth is how time works with the earth orbiting through space in a complex spiraling pattern. The earth has a spiral or orbit. As we orbit the sun, we're, we're cruising through the, um, galaxy at some 65,000 miles an hour. Um, these torsion fields uh, are waves which cause ripples. Uh, scientists now believe that the electromagn electromagnetism, gravity, and torsion waves are all members of the same family. They are just different forms of vibration. Electromagnetism, gravity, and torsion waves are all members of the same family. I would add they're the same freaking thing. They are the exact same thing. Electromagnetism, Gravity, torsion waves, same thing. So, so this is the power which propels spacecraft. We're gonna we're gonna run out of time. I would really love to share. We're gonna have to put this off till next week, um, and talk a little more about uh, Korizachev and his torsion fields, which are so deeply uh, buried and hidden by all of our mainstream uh, science. This basically just ties back to the ether, the divine matrix, the power that's all around us that we're told doesn't exist. And believe you me, my friends, you have just as much access to this power, probably more so than any elitist, uh, any Rockefeller, any Rothschilds, any, any DARPA scientists in some ivory tower or secret base. You have the same access. You just have to choose to access it. And I would put forth to you that, uh, that this uh, Nikolai's way of doing it with uh, meditation, pondering, and I would add prayer, is the best way we can do it. And we not only can do it, we must do it. We're running out of time. Thanks for joining us this week. It's been a great conversation, and we will pick it up next week. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.